What's happening, Bitcoin accumulation country? It's your host, Coin Icarus. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast, sponsored by Crypto Cloaks for all your 3D printing needs. And we are in season three, and this is episode 39. Thank everybody for joining me once again. We are having a really interesting talk today. I sat down with um, Mrs. Hoddle, or Ms. Hoddle, um, who's also known as Justine on Twitter. And yeah, we just, uh, you know, shot the shit and talked about Bitcoin and, you know, talked about how she got into it and, you know, some of the, uh, you know, some of the different social aspects of it. And yeah, it was a really great conversation and she's a super cool Bitcoiner. But before we get into that conversation, we are going to talk about dollar cost averaging and Swan Bitcoin. For anybody who is interested in dollar cost averaging and who wants to be purchasing Bitcoin but doesn't want to be spending their time constantly watching the charts and listening to traders that they really have no idea whether these people are credible or not, and you kind of just want to put this in kind of in a passive sleep mode where you're simply just accumulating and hodling, being able to transfer that Bitcoin out to your own private address. So if you're interested in doing that and that falls... In, in your wheelhouse, then you are looking for Swan Bitcoin. With Swan Bitcoin, the three main takeaways are we've, we can do automatic withdrawal from a bank account, automatic purchases of BTC. You can time them based on your uh, when you receive your check. You know, you can do it, uh, you know, let's say once um, you can do it once a month um, or you can do it per pay period as well. Um, there's lots of options for you to be able to customize how you purchase. And you could automatically withdraw to your uh, your chosen address. So if you're interested in a Bitcoin only platform um, that is doing the uh, the great work of helping onboard people, then you definitely want to check out Swan Bitcoin. I'm gonna have the uh, the link to their website in the show notes. All right, here we go. Sit back. Here is my chat with Miss Hoddle. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me on the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. I have a fellow Bitcoiner uh, that I've actually been following on Twitter for just a couple of months. Um, but uh, I had seen her tweets before, and I, I find that, you know, like uh, even though I, I think that she thinks she shit talks, I, I think that like she makes a lot of sense in, in a lot of her tweets. And I am talking about Ms. Hoddle. Ms. Hoddle, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Hey there, thanks so much for having me. And I appreciate that. I'm glad that my shit talking, you know, comes <laughs> comes across well. Not so bad, you know, like you'll see. I picked up some, <laughs> some, some tweets, you know, that we'll look at after, you know, but uh, yeah, it's, but look, before we get into that, uh, I always, uh, on the Fun with Bitcoin podcast, I always like to start off with the rabbit hole story, but, you know, more than just, you know, how you got into Bitcoin, you know, just, um, you know, the thinker behind the thought, like, you know, what, where were you before Bitcoin? And then how did you get here? Absolutely. So my journey is a little bit different than some of the others that I've heard in the space. So I have always been into self-sovereignty since I was, you know, early 20s, um, even late teen years. Um, so the self-sovereignty aspect is something I've been shooting for for a long time that involved, um, you know, self-sustainable living, um, huge gardens, living off the land, animals, um, working on being as self-sufficient as humanly possible. And um, part of that included gold, you know, because so this mindset of the Fed being a bad thing and wanting to get away from centralized government as much as possible is something that I'm very used to. So I came across Bitcoin in, I think it was mid 2016. And it's, made sense on a philosophical level and every like it all made sense to me and so then when i went in to sort of get these questions answered that i had because i'm not very tech savvy it was well how is it secured like how like how does it work you know the idea made sense but how does it work um when i went in and looked i just was so overwhelmed i just was so completely and utterly overwhelmed and thought well clearly like this is not for me it's way over my head cool idea, but you know, the, the whole tech aspect is going to be a barrier for me. Um, so then, you know, went back to my life <laughs> of taking care of chickens or whatever I was doing at the time. And then I think it was in late 16, 2016, um, James Corbett from the Corbett report, which is like an alternative news source was talking about this site that was a cryptocurrency social platform. And um, he was like, you just post your content and you earn crypto. So here my head is, I, you know, this cryptocurrency that I'd heard about before, and now it's in, in content. And um, 
I used to run a small business, which I still sort of do. And part of that was educating individuals to make the products I sold. So I was making content. So I signed up for the site, started throwing my content out there and was getting cryptocurrency. And through that process, learned what a wallet was, learned what keys were, learned, you know, kind of about the tech in a way that was very, very, um, there was, there was nothing I could lose, if that makes sense. It was very easy. And after spending time there, trying to make that what I thought Bitcoin was, right? Like this, this non-controllable currency that I had been looking for, I realized that was not what I was looking for. And then went back to Bitcoin and looked at it. And from what I had learned, it all made sense then. And so then I felt confident enough to jump into Bitcoin. I think it was probably early 2017. I could be wrong on that. Of when I finally was like, yes, I'm confident enough to put my money into this. And then since then have just been trying to fall down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. So a lot of it makes sense to me on a self-sovereign aspect, but I am not tech savvy at all. So there's a lot of things that have been very much a learning curve for me. Um, and But it's been a great journey. So yeah, that's kind of like my shortened rabbit hole story, if that makes sense. That's awesome. Okay, so you mentioned that you have like a, like there was like interest in gold. So was the interest as like a savings technology or was it that people were actually using gold, um, you know, to, you know, purely saving buy things? Yeah, pur purely saving. I never was under the concept that you will go out and buy, you know, your coffee or groceries with gold. It was just, it was a much safer place to keep my savings than in the bank account. Um, also, you know, when you think of this way, this aspect of society completely collapsing, right? And what sort of currency do you have that can be used in a peer-to-peer -peer way? Gold sort of fit that, right? Like if if nothing works in the world and, and the system is completely collapsed and I need to go trade some who knows what for a tractor and I have some gold, you know, like it seems so insane when you think about the fall of society, but it's some, you have to have some sort of peer to peer currency. And so at that time, gold was sort of the thought process along with bartering and having different skills that might be seen as valuable in that sort of aspect. Um, so yeah, it was more savings. And like, if the world collapsed as far as the economy wise, not, not a spending aspect at all. Um, so you met, you mentioned that like you're not really uh, tech savvy. So I, I have to I have to wonder like so I mean, I mean to to me it seems like a it obviously seems a bit like a leap, right? You know to I mean is that is that something that you know that worries you as a, as a Bitcoiner that you're not tech savvy or as yes. tech savvy as um, you like to be? We'll say. Yes. No. I think that's something that I think is really important. So for me, it's not okay to be in Bitcoin and then depend on somebody else to secure my Bitcoin and to ensure that it's there. Like for me, it's very important to have that self custody and have the knowledge to be able to feel confident enough to do what I need to do, you know, and understand the system enough. So that I spent the first six months just trying to understand it enough um, to know what was happening and to to feel confident enough to keep pouring money into it. I mean, it's really hard when you think about, I'm just going to throw money into the abyss of something I don't understand and hope it works out. Like that's just not how my brain works. Right. <laughs> um, just not at all. And so it was trying to understand it. And now for maybe the last six months or so, I've been trying to do more hands-on, you know, trying to get a node started. I have some crazy internet stuff going on. So even though it would have been much easier if I didn't have to fight my internet, it's still happening. Um, it's taking for freaking ever. Um, and it's been a learning process, but that's something that I think is really important, you know, like learning what a hardware wallet was and getting that under, like all of it is so it's a learning process, but I guess for me, I also taught myself about herbal medicine and how to care for chickens. And, you know, when an issue came up on the homestead, you solve it. And were those things easy to learn? No, they take time. And so for me, it's the same concept. It's, it's learning new skills by, um, experiencing them and having really amazing people to help me when I go, I have no idea what this is saying. Um, but it is, it's challenging for me because it's completely out of my realm. Um, but I think there's a lot of people that kind of are in the same place as me. So I think that there's, there's something to that of being very vocal about saying, you know, no, I'm not tech savvy, but here's what I've learned. And here's what I know is possible. Because I do think that those aspects are very important for being a Bitcoiner or even, you know, Bitcoiner aside, like if you're looking for a currency that 
gives you freedom and removes the middleman, then you can't have a middleman. So those things are, are sort of vital if that's your goal, which that is my goal. So you mentioned, you mentioned getting a node started. I, I'm so curious, which one are you going with? Which one oh, are you Lord. trying? Um, so I'm, I'm currently or on Bitcoin Core. So, <laughs> Sorry? well, so I had been given, yeah, I've been given a, a CASA lightning node just to test, just to sort of, you know, somebody, John, Justin Filson had sent it to me of just like, just do it, open a channel with me so you feel confident. And so I'm on very limited satellite inter internet. His thought was, I've already, you know, it's already synced up until this point. You should be able to do it. Yeah, no, it didn't work. Um, so then it was, okay, well, I can do it at town using my hotspot, but I can't do a hotspot on the CASA because it has to be connected to a router specifically. So then it was, well, I'll download Bitcoin Core and then I can just sync it at work using my hotspot. And then, you know, hotspot was limited. And so I was like, what the hell? Um, so I've actually had help from, uh, Udi's been helping me quite a bit, but we pulled the data from the CASA node, put that on a hard drive. And now I'm currently validating those blocks to ensure everything's proper there. And then from that point, I will then go to town on my hotspot and sync the rest of the way. So it's been, it's been insane. Like what a ridiculous oh process, but I'm like, we are freaking doing this. So yeah, so I have some <laughs> obstacles with internet that is making it a little more challenging, but then I'm learning so much. Like I'm, I'm using the command line and doing things that I would have never saw myself doing a few months ago. I'd look at it and be like, what, what do I do here? Um, so it's been, you know, that hands-on learning through experience is the way I, it's really the way I thrive. And so it's been great actually, but it is every time someone says it's so easy. I'm like, ah, uh, <laughs> is it though? Um, I mean, I'm sure it is for some people, but unfortunately it has been a little bit of a challenge for me. So yeah, I'm not even using a plug and play node at this point. I'm just going straight to core on an old laptop wow. and just trying to figure it out. So we'll see. I'm, I'm getting close. I'm getting just, close. I've got, yeah. Just so you know, I, for real, <laughs> if you had proper internet, you, you would be like, it would be easy. It would be so easy. And you'd be having the same experience that, you know, many other people are having. Everybody else is. It, well, not everybody. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I it's, do, yeah, there are some people not having that experience as well. I've spoken to, but true. it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's it, easy. Yes. And it feels nice. Yeah, so when, when it I've heard that, <laughs> so, <laughs> when it all works and it's like, it it's almost works. so fitting that I'm having such oh. a hard time with it because I need to learn, you know? And so it's like, what a better way for me just to learn from the ground up than just know nothing, nothing that's easy is going to work. You have to, you have to just manually do it all. So it is kind of bittersweet, but fitting. So yes, um, I don't run a full node yet, sadly, um, but I'm getting close. And when it's done, everybody will know that it's done because I'll be sure of it. Um, so yes, working on that. <laughs> and anything, anything worth doing is, is usually, you know. I find yep. it, it takes time and yep. yeah, so <laughs> it's true. Don't worry. Yep. Okay. So more, more questions about the node. Do you know if, uh, do you have a CASA one or a CASA two? Did you get like the new really square box or it's, I think sorry, it's the I'm, CASA I'm one. No, you're good. I actually have it right here. Hold on. Oh, nice. I think it's the one, right? I don't even know. Yeah. It's the, Can you tell? Yeah. It's the one. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, there was something if, that we were going to do. Actually, I forget what Udi was going to do, but he was sorry. like. If you could show it to me on the side. Yeah, I'm super sorry. Let me see. And the other oh, side? you're fine. Oh, yeah. No, that's yeah, that, that's the one. Okay. That's the one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I um, so I just pulled the data off of it, yeah. um, which was interesting. And um, yeah. <laughs> Not a simple, I mean, it's right? been, it's just from. It's just like the whole thing. It's like, oh, I have this old computer. Um, sure. Like, does this work? And so it's seriously like Udi and I on a Zoom call. And he's like, well, let me see your screen. Okay. I don't know what you're doing. It's hilarious. Um, so yes. So that's been, it's been an experience, but yes. So soon, soon. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. No, congratulations. It's look, you know, um, I, uh, I actually made a video for people that are, you know, I, I assume not that tech savvy, but you know, somewhat tech savvy that are willing to get into the command line. And um, I do like a step-by-step -step video to set up a raspy blitz. And it, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, you know, lightning node, Bitcoin node that has all different types of services on it. And, you know, the, the hope is to reach people similar to, you know, to you that, you know, want to get into this, want to buy the parts. And, you know, so let me ask you, like, does something like that, you know, 
you know, would a resource like that appeal to you, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, for me, so I really, really enjoy learning. So my goal for the node was actually in my mind before I knew I was gonna have all these issues was I wanted to try the Casa and just get comfortable with it. Then I wanted to do a Bitcoin core. And then I wanted to try the node, like what all these different ones and see which really was the easiest for me. So then I could share with people like, Hey, if you're not tech savvy at all, this is the one for you, you know, like here's a video of the comparison just so learning from my experience, I think is really beneficial. So having somebody focusing on that, because I would love to eventually sit down and like build a node and uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's all kind of that stepping stone, but it depends on how far down the rabbit hole you want to fall. And for me, I want to fall all the way. So it's like, as I get comfortable with this, I now want to go do that. So absolutely. I think that's, that's very beneficial personally. Very cool. So let me ask you this. Uh, do you find that throughout this process, um, you know, that you're, you know, getting help from people in the, uh, you know, in the Bitcoin space, are, are people being, you know, like difficult with you getting help or, um, or are people? Being... I have. Because, because, you know, I've, I've people heard that, are I've so heard welcoming. You know, I've heard that, you know, Bitcoiners are pretty toxic. You're toxic. Pretty horrible human beings. <laughs> I've heard that too. No, so, <laughs> so this is actually kind of, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I get there. that my experience. Yes. I mean, it, I get that my experience Sorry. is maybe not the same as everybody else's, but to show where I came into the space at, just so everyone's clear, I was on, at the time it was Steam, you know, now it's Hive, but at the time it was Steam, I was on Steam and I was under the impression, like at that point in my life, I had realized that it wasn't the currency. It wasn't a currency in my head. It was like a cool social aspect that people used and it was kind of an in-game game token. That's not where my passion was. But what I saw was how it was onboarding people to Bitcoin. I saw how Bitcoin intimidated me, but this thing didn't. And so how do I use this thing to get people to Bitcoin? So that's where kind of my head was when I went back to Bitcoin. And I went to a conference that happened to just be in LA and I met Dan Held. And like, we had this conversation about it. And here I am, you know, to Bitcoin maximalist, probably a complete idiot, right? Like, why, what do you mean that Steam could onboard people to Bitcoin? Like, what the hell are you talking about? And he was so patient with me and was like, okay, like, I get that this is your experience, but here's some of the aspects that are a little difficult with that and why we kind of want to steer people away from that. Um, and was just super, super, um, just really welcoming and very helpful. And then, so then it started to click with me of, okay, so that makes sense. Like, why would we get in, anyone into a currency that's not really a currency? But how do, like, how do I stop someone from having the same experience that I did? Like, how, how do we make it not intimidating? But I didn't understand it enough. I didn't really understand the difference between Bitcoin and some of the, the ones I had experienced on from like a technical level and like a secure level, like all those things I didn't get. And it wasn't something where I could just go look at it online and be like, oh, well here, let's compare this and this. And it just didn't make sense to me. So then I found myself on Bitcoin Twitter asking questions. And Mr. Hoddle was like, um, <laughs> I remember him being like, uh, I forgot what he said, something about like, if you want to come to such and such mumble, then I'll tell you why you're wrong. Like that was kind of the invitation was like, you're clearly wrong. And if you want to come here, I'll tell you why. And I was like, okay, down. like I want to learn. Of course I'll come. And so I show up in the dragon's den. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Huddle's not even there. It was uh, Shinobi, you know, Brian trolls. And I, so I pop in and someone's like, okay, you know, hi, how are you? And I forget who all was there. And I remember the Shinobi being like, I know who this chick is. I am not in the mood to talk about this bullshit. And I was like, okay, like whatever. And so I'm on voice and he asked me like one question. And I think he very quickly learned, like I wasn't there to shill anything. I was there to learn. Like I had legitimate questions. I want to know how did this works. You know, this is where my passion is as far as like where I'm coming from, from a self-sovereign aspect. Like these are my questions. And we sat and talked for probably two hours and he was amazing. And he answered all my questions and was super polite. And I have had an amazing experience, but it also was because I was asking questions very loudly. And when somebody was like, well, you're clearly retarded. I was like, okay, cool. But can you answer my question? Um, so, <laughs> so, I mean, it's probably a combination of both. Um, maybe the way that I, I approached it, but I have been extremely welcomed. And I say that as someone who's been canceled on Twitter, I don't know how many times, like twice, maybe. I still think the space is extremely welcoming. I think that if you want to learn and you are 
confident enough to ask questions, there are a ton of people that will take time and help you. And just, you know, like the node thing, like Justin Filson helped me a ton with the lightning thing. And then Udi reached out to me about something and he spent hours, he has spent so many hours helping me with the node. So I, yeah, for me, my experience, people have been extremely welcoming. Um, yeah, anything I, I need or questions, people have been there to answer for sure. So are you like, uh, are you working at all in the Bitcoin space? I'm not. No, no, people, that's the funny thing when people tell me I'm a paid shill or something. I'm like, well, can what? I get my check? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm shilling, but can I please get my check? Um, no, I'm not paid at all. Um, really? I've had a couple requests to shill things and I've said no. Like, I just, I'm here to learn. Um, I really like the community. Um, I have a passion for kind of the, I say the revolution. So yeah, no, I don't work in the space at all. So, so I'm sorry, people, people insinuate that, that you're getting paid to shill BTC. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm not the, sure from, what they from, think I'm shilling. From the Bitcoin CEO. <laughs> we, we all get right, our from check. The CEO. We, we all I get mean, I did. Him, or her. Right. I did get <laughs> accused they. of shilling shit coins, which I still have not seen where I shilled them, but I did help with a project like last year or the or beginning of this year. So that was one thing. And that's fair. You know, that's a fair criticism, but I wasn't shilling anything. Um, I have turned down so many shill requests from altcoins and shit coins that um, sometimes I wonder what's wrong with me. Um, <laughs> but yes, no, I, I have not been paid to promote anything. I definitely haven't been paid to promote BTC. If somebody wants to pay me to promote Bitcoin, I will totally take that. Um, but yeah, it's just a silly thing. I think when you have a woman... Eh, it's not even just women. I really don't like to even point at the women thing because there's plenty of men who get shit in the space for being a shill. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, here I am. I, I post a photo, maybe I post a video and someone's immediate response is like, what is she selling? Um, and that's fine. Like I get that response. And I've even made the joke before, like I'm not selling anything. I'm just sharing my journey and just trying to share with you why I think like this freedom aspect is so important, but yes, no work. <laughs> There's your long answer for your, for your question there. I, I think it, um, thank you. And I think it says, it kind of <laughs> says something about the passion, right. Uh, of, of Bitcoiners towards Bitcoin and towards, you know, the, uh, the space is that, you know, like I, I see like there's, there's a lot of people that don't get paid, you know, and just absolutely mm -hmm. love it. And, you know, yeah, totally. We're just crazy and passionate. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing when you come across people and I, I get that there's so much, I don't even know how to present this in the way, but like, there's a lot of opportunities to shield stuff. That's not Bitcoin a ton, especially being a female in the space that occasionally posts photos. Like you get random messages all the time to shill it. And so it's not shocking to me that someone who's not like super passionate about this movement would do that like who wouldn't you know like oh you want to pay me just to say your name like who wouldn't do that but to me it's like i'm passionate about this thing um i understand how those other things um can wreck people for one and how they add different challenges and and things that i just don't agree with so for me like i will never use my twitter whatever to promote anything i don't truly believe in now what I truly believe in has gotten me in trouble before because there were products I would use or like there was a, a wallet that I had personally used and thought was really great and was like, Hey, you know, and I had talked about it a couple times and then it was a wallet that like ended up not working anymore. And I was like, shit, <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't use this wow. platform to promote something unless I'm fully confident in it, in it and something I believe in. So it's something that I, I'm actually really careful about. Um, even like conferences, cause I shilled a conference that I was going to go to and ended up like the dude didn't put on the conference and I still haven't gotten my money back. So I, you know, like there's things like that where it's still kind of a, a tricky situation, even if you're not being paid, but once you kind of have, I hate to say platform, cause I literally, I've just shitposted and, and hodl. Like I, I'm not here for an audience, but I think once you start to have a voice, you have to be really careful about how you use it. And so that's something that I'm still trying to find a balance in. Even if I say, Oh no, I'm not shilling anything. It's like, okay, but I, I mentioned this one thing and now that one thing doesn't work. <laughs> so yes. Um, that's no, that that's absolutely, uh, it's, it's true. Um, you know, once you get to that point and you end up having that type of stage, it does, you know, even though like we sit there and, you know, we joke around and, you know, we're just talking about Bitcoin. You, there's a lot of people actually 
there's a lot of people watching, surprisingly, you know, more people than we right. think. Um, okay, but going back to using your platform that way, you put out a tweet, okay, and this was something that we were kind of all watching as Bitcoiners in cringe. Uh, not your tweet, but the what it referenced, okay, was that uh, that guy there, the the lightning, you know, the the father that's like a lightning shill that has his daughter oh, shilling yeah. crypto there, like yeah. crypto. It was like, yeah, that that was uh, back in the, that, that was like a couple of weeks ago, like three weeks ago. Um, yeah, I got so I got some trouble for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said I got some trouble for that one. I mean, I I had no idea. Okay. Um, yeah. Really? Well, like, oh no, gosh. But I mean, like, really? Yes. Like, no, there. That was a bad take. That like somebody shouldn't be using their kid that way. That that was a bad take. That's <laughs> that was <laughs> sort of my thought. Um, you know. Here's the issue is um, I'm I'm on the Internet and I'm a female and I know what comes from that. Right. Um, I'm not making daily videos or posting selfies, but I still understand um, the attention that you get from that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So putting a young girl in that situation and I'm going to be frank. I think they, it's very deliberate. It's very deliberate what she wears. It's very deliberate the way the camera works. It's very deliberate her movements. It feels very unnatural. She's clearly reading. Like there's clearly a thing happening here. And the goal is to get an audience and either make money or, you know, start, I, I don't know what your end goal is, but it's, it's obvious that this is the goal. And so when I first saw it, you know, oh God, a young girl coming into this space where, you know, we're a bunch of degenerates, that's unfortunate. You know, but good for her, I guess, if that's what you're trying. And then it kind of goes along and it feels very scripted and very weird and just strange. And then, yeah, then it was kind of shared with me that her, who her dad was. And I, I think I made a simple comment about, um, you know, it, it very much seems like she's not in control of her account because it just is, it doesn't seem natural. And I was attacked by an individual of like, how dare you say that? You're clearly jealous. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, and so it's this full grown man telling me I'm jealous of a teenager because I said that it, it, you know, it clearly wasn't her running the account. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm really confused by your response. First of all, like I'm a grown woman. I'm, you know, that would be really weird to be jealous of a teenager, but I didn't say anything that would even remotely like display that. And he just went after me. And so then I got a message from someone who simply just said, like, that's her dad and he runs the account and this is who he's running it with. And I was kind of shocked who was running it with them. Um, and then it all made sense to me. And I was like, oh, OK. And then I went and looked at this gentleman and he attacked anyone who would say even anything remotely like questionable about this girl, like immediately start attacking the women about how jealous you are. You're just so mad that you're not beautiful and young like her. And I'm like, what a weird response. And so, yes, I made that tweet because I was mad um, and think that it was just really shitty to put a, a young girl in that situation. And yes, I got so much heat. I like some of the light corners were actually doing a um, targeted, like they had a Twitter, they had a Telegram group that was uh, working together to try to get me banned. <laughs> so they were reporting my account, apparently for sexual exploitation of a minor. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? what? <laughs> like, I <laughs> called, yeah, I called out that you guys are sexualizing a child and then you're reporting me for doing it. So it was very strange. I just blocked a lot of people, which is generally what I do when I, when I like kick the hornet's nest of some group. I then just have to block like a hundred accounts. Um, yeah, it was weird. The reaction was strange. And what I found out in the reaction was that all the people who were upset were involved in it and they knew who she was and they knew that he was running her account and they knew the whole point was to, they thought this was a great marketing campaign that this girl was going to teach people about it. And it was, it was weird. It was a strange thing, but yeah, I guess I'm not a complete stranger to controversy and, pissing people off so that was an interesting one for sure who knew that that was going to be the take that really just pissed people off oh my god i i mean don't get me wrong yeah. like you know definitely met some some lunatics in the space and uh yeah you know um 
I just I didn't realize that it blew up that big. I mean, I had followed it a little yeah. bit, and obviously, you know, I was like, these are terrible takes. Like, I, I thought obviously I was like, you know, her take is great. Like, totally made sense. <laughs> you know, like, I think I totally thought that it was creepy and cringy. Like, what was going on? And I right. didn't even know that the father was involved. Just without him and just seeing those tweets, I was like. This is really tough to watch. Like it's almost like you're embarrassed for this person as they're doing this. So, yeah, and I mean, I probably didn't handle it the best way I could have. Like there was probably better ways I could have worded it. You know, there's I self-reflection, you know, like there was probably better ways I could have taken care of it. But yeah, the response was weird. The response to me even saying that it wasn't like it clearly was not ran by her was very strange. Like red flags going off all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, and the response from the community was just insane to me. Like, and I, I say community, clearly it's not everyone, like you can't wrap everybody in, but there was like this core group of individuals that would go around to anyone who said anything. Cause I wasn't the only one that brought it up, um, mm -hmm. and would right. attack them viciously. And, um, then I started to realize and connect the dots that all those people were involved in it and they knew her, like some of them knew her personally and this family. And it was like, this was their marketing thing of like, we're going to get this chick. She's going to get some followers and we're going to pump our bags. It's like, really? Like how, how is that acceptable to you? And how do you not see the issue here? And even as women, you know, women in the space, do you not get weird messages? Like, do you really want her exposed to that? No. It's just, yeah, there were so many things that just did not sit well with me. I mean, to each their own. I try to remind myself not everybody's going to have the same thoughts in the world as me. But it was it was a strange thing that a lot of people had had some concerns about. And so when yeah, when it had been shared with me of clearly the accounts being ran by so and so that yeah, I just yeah, couldn't help myself to throw that out there. It's okay. You still I still think you did the right thing. Um, <laughs> Thanks. But uh... But uh, moving on, there was another another tweet, okay, that that you put out on uh, eight twenty five, which I, okay, so it, it kind of like it kind of touches base with Bitcoin because th th there's a lot of this that goes on. So I'm gonna read it off, okay? So you wrote, never really understood the slay your heroes thing. Why do you have heroes? Humans are humans; they're flawed. Accept that and realize no one will ever live up to your expectations. They shouldn't have to. Then carry on with your life. You know that thing you can control. So. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's something that I find that you you end up learning, like not just through Bitcoin, but Bitcoin, I think, really drives that point home about, you know, you know, like the whole like um, I know that you, do you, I mean, obviously people slay their heroes because they have heroes, but it, it's like and I know people right. explain to you like 50 million different ways about like the archetypes of heroism and all of that stuff. Right. Um, but like it, it just, you know, people for some reason. You know, they, they like to follow people. You know, they, they think yeah, I mean, objective about other people, all, that people can be better, you know, than you. <laughs> right, right. And that's the thing is that, and so, you know, to clarify, I, I think people seem to think that I overthink tweets way more than I do. Like when I tweet something, it's not planned. It's not, I don't even proofread it. Like it's seriously just a random ass thought that I throw out there. And maybe one day <laughs> I'll learn and like, put a little more thought process into it. But it was just a simple thought I was having because I see it over and over. And I do think that in Bitcoin, everybody's really great about slaying their heroes, right? Like we can have these leaders and then as soon as they fall out of line with with whatever we think is good, you know, we, we're we not afraid to call them out. Mm -hmm. And I say we, even though I'm not really involved in that, but but it's something that I think is, is inspiring and I think it's good. And I actually, the only Medium post I've ever written was about like this... Um, you know, immune system that Bitcoin has, that was very refreshing to me because when I came from the altcoin, I felt like I was this immune system that was trying to fight things that were hurting the system and nobody else really was. And it was because there was no incentive to protect it because the incentive was to, you know, like game this inflation rewards pool that I clearly hate now, but that was the goal. That was the incentive. There was no incentive for anybody to help um, the overall platform, if that makes sense. I'm, kind of, I'm being kind of vague. But when you go to Bitcoin, like everybody benefits from Bitcoin going up. There is no like random inflation pool that people are fighting over by, you know, like spamming or whatever, because this was the content platform. So that's something I found really refreshing was like, wow, everybody's kind of on the same team in that way. Like they can agree on nothing, but they benefit when Bitcoin goes up. And when something hurts Bitcoin, it hurts everybody, right? Like this is something that's just, bottom line immune system tactics, we can all agree on that. So 
to actually see how the community jumps in to defend something that they think is a threat was very refreshing to me. I do think that there's some aspects that I think get a little bit out of hand. Just being honest, I know that's an unpopular thing to say. I think you can get to the like social justice warrior thing of like, if you don't see things exactly like I do, then you're a threat. Well, no, <laughs> like let's not be crazy. Um, but I do think that, that there's something really refreshing to that. So you see that over and over. And one thing that I will say is that in this space, there's a lot of people that, like you said, they need a hero. They put people on a pedestal and they start worshiping them. And then they get really disappointed when they don't live up to their expectations. And it's like, okay, well, perhaps, perhaps they don't have the same expectations as you. And maybe we should just say, hey, this person adds this to the space and that's valuable, or this person is doing this and that's negative, rather than focusing so much on putting somebody in that leadership role that you then just have to take away. So I think that was sort of my mindset at the time. I think that's when the WAP thing was happening. I think WAP has done amazing things in the space. Mm. Just his informational you know, website is huge. That's something that I found a lot of in, like that was really beneficial to me. Um, so I think it's hard to say, okay, well, this person's added so much, but they made this one comment and now they're dead to us. You know, like that to me is, is, you know, I, I try to be a little bit more, I don't even know if it's correct, but I try to be a little bit more rational of like, okay, yeah, that's really shitty. I don't really agree with that. Like, what are you doing? Um, but I also do think like all of these things you've done are really beneficial. And so perhaps you just don't see things the same way as me and that's fine. Um, so I, I think it's a balance there. That tweet wasn't really about lot, but I know there were all those things going on. And just a lot of times I see people on social media, they, they put people on a pedestal. I mean, they really do sort of need someone to follow, like you said. And I just think that leads to disappointment all the time. So yeah, it was just kind of a random thought. I didn't mean for it to be like, even a comment on the situation. It was just more like, I see you guys needing someone to follow, like perhaps just don't do that. <laughs> Maybe, you know, like focus on what you can do. So yeah, sometimes I say things and don't even acknowledge that other people can read them. <laughs> and then I'm left to like explain what I meant and why I didn't mean that or, oh gosh, I phrased that really wrong. And yeah, so there's, there's really no um, process or really logic to my tweeting. It's just me being me. Um, so, so did, did you have any, uh, did you end up having any heroes in Bitcoin? <laughs> I have to ask that. I don't, that. I know, right? So some people, so I, this is crazy because I said this to someone before and, and my terminology totally threw them. I have crushes in Bitcoin and it has nothing to do with a romantic way whatsoever. Like it has nothing, like I'm not, crushing on them romantically, but I call it crushes of like people who I just really admire, who I think are just doing really big things. And um, yeah, I mean, I totally have those, but I, it's never really been in a way that I think they would disappoint me, if that makes sense. I, I might just be wired differently. But yeah, I respect like I respect Adam Beck a lot. A lot. I think um, he's just someone who I just, I enjoy hearing. Um, his experiences and like what he thinks on things and have the opportunity to have lunch with him and a bunch of other people um, at one of the conferences and just really like, I just want to pick his brain if that makes sense. So he's definitely one of them. Like I give Dan shit and I know a lot of people do it. I don't agree with everything he does, but he is one of the people that made it click for me. Dan held when I looked into Bitcoin, like he is somebody who he was talking about something and it just clicked and it was like, Whoa, I have to learn more. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's people in this space that I have to thank for me being here and who I look up to and like who are doing cool things in the space. Jack Mallers, I mean, who cannot like him? Um, it, but I don't know. I wouldn't say that I have heroes, I guess. I'm not sure. <laughs> I could be broken. <laughs> no, it's okay. That it could be it. I, I just I have to, you know, I, I, I got I to gotta ask. Yeah. Um, so did you- Yeah, absolutely. To, did you happen to read Dan Held's uh, Planting Bitcoin? Yes. Right. Yes, they did. Was, um, I think actually at the first conference, that was what he was sort of talking about was planting Bitcoin yeah. when I, that was like my first introduction to everything. Yes. I think it, he writes good shit, man. Like right? he, nobody can, can debate I, I that. Can't that. He writes him. really good shit. I, I totally yeah. agree. Can't take yeah. that away from him, you know, at all. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that, uh, the little Bitcoin book was one of the big ones because they, they were all at the conference that I first went to. So the Bitcoin is conference was my first Bitcoin conference that I went to. Mm. 
And it was just such an amazing experience because I got like all of the most amazing people in the space from a, from a content level in one room that I got to sort of absorb. Um, yeah. I mean, Safe Dean's book, of course, like for me, it was more, I think a lot of the books are garnered toward like the, the psychological or philosophical aspects of Bitcoin. And that already makes sense to me. So for me, it was more like trying to understand things I didn't understand and how it worked and then trying to find content that didn't completely go over my head to explain it. And so, yeah, I, I think Dan was probably one of the ones that I listened to most when I was learning. And then you go from there. Like, then I have this general general grasp of something, and then I fall down over here a little bit more. Um, Matt O'Dell has, has stuff that I've really enjoyed. Um, Parker, of course. Um, Breed Love is amazing. Like, my God. Yes. <laughs> I just watched, yeah, like, I just watched his talk in uh, Bitblock Boom, and like, my gosh, like, just how he's just such like an inspirational individual when you hear him speak of these things that you just leave so bullish. And so, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of people who I just really respect in this space. There's so many, like when we think about how many people we're surrounded by that just are doing big things. Um, mm -hmm. I disagree with Peter on pretty much everything, but his content was one too. That was one of the first podcasts I listened to because it was approachable. It was, mm -hmm. it was something that didn't intimidate me. And that I think adds tremendous value. So I will always, always stand up for that because it's like, no, you know, if I didn't have that, I'm not sure I'd be sitting here. So, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. But yeah, I, I think this space is amazing and I don't want to get too gushy. I feel like I'm gushing now, but I really do think this community is pretty kick-ass and like, I'm just so, I feel so thankful to have met so many and get to hear, yeah, their thoughts. Yeah. Right. Like so many amazing people in one space. So like, cool. like every single, every single yes. time I've ever seen that, like amazing things happen. That That's just the way mm -hmm. it works. Like you, you just, you don't find that anywhere else. So yeah. Absolutely. I, I yeah, I agree. agree. Um, I mean, obviously like, I, you know, don't agree with every, you know, everybody, you know, like in, in yeah. every aspect, yeah. but yeah, of course. You know, well, I've made that joke before and I actually got trolled for it quite a bit, but it was like, I feel like it's really cool that most people here do not agree on anything. Like we don't agree on anything except the fact that Bitcoin is hard money and it's what we believe in. And it's like that, that thing holds us all together. And I think there's something really telling about that. Like, and I, Peter is a friend. He's one of the first people I met in the space. I disagree with him on so many things, like so many damn things, but it's like, but we can agree on this, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and so therefore we can still be friends. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think there's something really amazing about that. And then on the other hand, there's so many libertarian, like freedom loving people that that's the most I've ever been around. Like to find a group like that is so insane, but that's just one part. Like we have socialist Bitcoiners and we have, you know, feminist Bitcoiners and we have, there's just everybody. Um, and I think that's pretty amazing. And so, yes, I've made that joke before that I, there's people I don't get along with at all. I think you're completely wrong on absolutely everything, but yeah, we can agree on Bitcoin. So we're cool. We can get a beer and chat about it. So what do you, okay. As a, um, as a non-technical person, what do you think is, um, I guess is, is missing? Right. Cause I mean, look, you, you've heard, you know, obviously we saw that discussion about the funnel, you know, and everything like that. And mm -hmm. That was a big thing. So what do you, you know, like, what, what do you think big thing. is missing? I mean, I'm not sure that anything is missing per se. I would say that the way that it's organized is confusing um, for someone who doesn't know anything and you go and Google Bitcoin, what comes up, you know, you get Bitcoin.com, you get Bitcoin.org, like you know, even that, that small thing, when I that's first confusing. looked, was like, oh, well, right. Like that's, which one is it? Which? So then I had to go search and be like, well, what are the differences here? Like, what am I looking at? Mm. And even those small things, you know, for someone who has no idea what they're looking at, it's confusing. And so then you go and look on YouTube, what, what comes up, <laughs> you know, like ah, the best content is not shining. If you can get people to the right place, there's amazing content, like absolutely amazing content. But getting them there is hard. How you do that, I don't know. Like that's that's sort of one of those things where it's almost like a user interface aspect. Like, well, maybe if the Google algorithm was different and this showed up instead of that, sure. But it's like getting people to the right place. I feel like when I got to the right place, I got the information I needed. I will still say that as for as much technical how-tos that there are 
here and I love the people doing them. Some of them are, are hard to follow for someone who has no technical skill whatsoever. It still is a little bit over my head, like for me, and I have a little bit of educational, um, elementary educational background. So for me, it's like the, the process is you give them a very small glimpse. You, you're not telling them on everything, right? Everything is confusing. Give me a small glimpse. Let me understand from a very general aspect how this works. And then once I understand that, then I move to step two. And then I'm, I'm learning more. And then I go on and I learn more. And so for me, that's the way I learn. Um, I think it's a very, it's a very simple way of education. And I'm not sure I've seen that yet. Is that absolutely needed? I don't know. You know, like, I'm not really sure if we really need to dumb it down that much. But that's something that I haven't seen done quite yet. But I think there's amazing content here. But finding it is a little bit tricky, for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, Obviously, I can relate to that because I, you know, came into Bitcoin first for Bitcoin and then, you know, fell for shit coins in 2017. And of course, it was because mm -hmm. of a lot of confusing info. And I wanted to comment back to the fact that when you came into Bitcoin, you know, like I, I think that you were kind of lucky getting to go into that mumble chat and getting to speak, you know, with. Oh, Shibi yeah, because like there, there's a guy in in, uh, in the mumble chat that I hang out in Bitcoin enemies and, you know, he hasn't been Bitcoining for very long. And he is so lucky to get to speak to the people that are there. It's like, man, if yeah. three months into Bitcoin, I got to have these Bitcoiners talking to me about Bitcoin. Like I, I would have, I would have never, like, I, I would have never ended up with right. coins. Like I, I would have heard the right no, I things. Feel so... I would have to the right places. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ugh. So it's like, for me, I'm like, why wasn't I here before? Yes. But I'm so glad that when I finally got into it, that I found that. Um, there's like uh, Bitcoin kindergartners. I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, Bitcoin kindergarten. Uh, Nick, don't yeah, hurt me. Uh, Nick yes. And, uh, so my living truth. Yes. Shut up. Yes. So that's that's such a cool thing. It's like you know, it, uh, reaching it from that point because I think the one on one is really important. So yeah, I feel totally lucky, and it's totally random. Like I, I saw that they were doing one in LA, and what drew me to it was the way that Russell was explaining it. And he was like, "I want this to be for everyone. Like I want this to be for non tech people." And he just made it very welcoming. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going. And here I am by myself. I know nobody. Like, and I am not great in crowds of not knowing people, you know, like, and I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Like, I know nothing about, I mean, I, I knew a very little amount of Bitcoin of what I gathered from the internet, right? Like and as much as I possibly could have from just researching it. At that point, I wasn't even on Bitcoin Twitter, really. Like I was not, I wasn't doing anything. And I was standing in coffee line kind of nervous being awkward like and um a dan was behind me and he was like hi how are you like hi my name's dan and was just being super nice and i remember standing there and all these people kept coming up and talking to him and i was like who are you like why why well, like why do people know who you are <laughs> and so i think that's why dan and i bonded because i was just the only one at the conference going like but who are you exactly um, and so, yeah. And so he really kind of took me under his wing and, and I sat at a, a dinner table with him and, um, um, Alex Gladstein, um, and like a bunch of random people and just got to pick their brain. And that was huge for me. And then after that, it sort of just went from there. And so the, and then I found myself in the mumble and I was asking the dumbest questions of like, okay, but how does that work? And like, well, what do you mean by that? And yes, so much patience from Shinobi. Love that dude. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm very lucky the experience that I've had. I'm not sure if it was chance or if it was just like I jumped in. It was like, I'm learning this shit and you're going to tell me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've, I feel very welcomed. And I wish I could sort of like make that experience for other people um, because the one-on-one -on -one is really the best way to learn if you know nothing. So it's hard to replicate that though on like a any form of mass scale whatsoever. So that's a little challenging. I, I, th I think to your point uh, earlier that it, it does matter sometimes the way that you ask a question, because, you know, quite often a person, you know, a person can usually tell the difference between, you know, a, th there's the questions that lead, um, you know, further in, and there are questions that keep everything away. Right. You know, like you can, tell, you, you can kind of tell when somebody is asking a question and they're just trying to dismantle what you're saying, what your answer is, is going to be. Whereas they're asking yeah. a genuine question and they want to understand the next, what will lead to the next step. 
exactly. And that's why I kind of keep mentioning that is I don't, I don't want it to seem like I'm saying, oh, well, it's because I did this, but I think it is a two-way street. Like, I think that I got the response I did because of the way I approached it. Um, And I think that that just is telling in the aspect of like, if you want to learn about something, absolutely people will take the time to teach you, but come come at it as a way of genuinely wanting to learn and asking those questions and not being afraid to kind of put yourself out there. Cause I totally asked them questions and I got trolled a little bit and you know, whatever, like I'm totally okay to say, I have no idea what it is and I'm trying to learn. Um, and I think when people saw that I was genuinely trying to learn, they were like, all right, cool. Like, all right, I'll take some time and, and, and teach you. Um, so yeah, I think that's been amazing personally. Very cool. So look, it, it's been awesome having you on the pod and talking about your experience. I, I actually didn't realize that you were, you know, that untechnical. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't, I obviously it doesn't really make a difference. It's just, I, I think if anything, it's refreshing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see that, uh, you know, like you're super excited to get into it. And anyways, it's awesome. You have good help yeah. from, from, from some good people. So it's cool, you know? Yeah. Thank you very much. No, I think that, um, there's a lot of us that are non-technical and I think it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to prove it. Like if I can do it, (laughs) anybody can do it. Like I promise, like we're going to do this because yes, if anything, I just want to prove it to myself and perhaps share my journey with others to get them here when maybe it was intimidating in the first, in the beginning as well. So any, uh, any, any final thoughts for the listeners before we sign off? Oh goodness. Um, I'm, it's always, it's always hard. The final thoughts. Cause I have like no projects or anything I'm doing. <laughs> um, I, okay. it's one of those things where I'm like, <laughs> I need something to shield. Damn it. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, it's just, I like to share the whole, you know, if you really want to learn, reach out to people. Um, don't be afraid to ask dumb questions. I, if you need anything from me, like my DMS are open. Um, I'm going to try to work on sharing a little bit more. It's something that I'm passionate about of sort of my journey. And so maybe look out for some videos. If I ever get to those, um, sharing my node experience for one, that's been something funny that I'm going to try to do. So yeah, I'm just here enjoying it and learning. Um, I don't really know what's down the, down the road for me, but we'll see. Cool. I I think, I think your node experience is going to be really helpful to a lot of people. I like, thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Ms. Hoddle. Uh, Her contact details will be in the show notes as well as mine. So if you want to reach me, uh, Telegram or Twitter, I'm at CoinIcarus. If you want to shoot me an email, I am CoinIcarus at funwithbitcoin.com. Thank you all for listening. Catch you all next time.